saw, I saw the other day, right, on your Instagram. Your dad was running with you. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah, that was cute. Yeah, that was <laughs> hella that was nice. We did we did a, we yeah. did a, um, 10K. an eight k together, but yeah. I did an extra two k like running in circles because yeah. I just wanted to reach that two yeah. k. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna jump straight into it if it's recording. Yeah, it's recording. Okay, Weird. cool. Welcome so, back yeah. to Airtime Prime. Welcome forward to Airtime Prime, and uh, I'm just gonna kick it off here with a short two minute video. So I'm just going to play this now. Mm-hmm. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Of course. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? That sucks. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Okay, who's fun? Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out. Good. Got beat. Good. Learned. Unexpected problems. Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out. Don't get startled. Don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well, then hell, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, go out on the attack. I think that was a really good way to start and a good positive way, I'll say. I only, got, I only got one question. Was it good? It was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It's good to be here. Good to be recording this today. Mm. Do you know why? It could have been a lot worse. How worse? How worse? How worse? You wouldn't have yeah. turned up. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Oh, Actually, that would have been good. <laughs> No, but yeah. Um, oh wait, we have <laughs> just got what you said. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a special guest today. We have very special guest today. So her name is Athena. She's a hijabi amateur boxer, and prof- she's going to be professional boxer soon. So she's um, Muslim. <laughs> like hijabi is Muslim. You know what I mean? Like, welcome to very special guest Athena. Thanks for coming today. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Do you wanna do you wanna introduce yourself? There's a lot of things that you do. Do you know what would you do and then tell to tell to to the audience? Um, so I'm Athena. I'm 18 years old and um, I'm an amateur boxer. Um, I also study psychology at uni. Um, and honestly, it's all going well. Alhamdulillah. It just um, um, there's just been like a lot of like opportunities coming my way, and I just need to 
plan it out and be prepared to wait mm. for opportunities to come I'm, back. You know what? I'm going to drop a heavy question straight away. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> do, you feel, do you feel like you've broken down certain barriers or stereotypes in life? 100%. I think um, as being like a young Muslim woman from like a BME, BME background, um, especially in the Asian community, it's um, been re- like real tough. Um, even my parents and families and friends mention it even now to this day about how it's so abnormal um, for doing what I'm doing. Um, so I have broke down a lot of barriers mm. and I still am and I continue to do so. Mm. So what when you started boxing... What's your family said about you? Like, why are you doing this? Well, <clears throat> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good. Um, I think, like, there's so much issues around boxing because it conflicts a lot with my religion. Um, like free mixing. Um, some scholars say that um, hitting people isn't right, and um, I have gotten through like a lot of difficulties um, with myself. And my own religious beliefs, because I do believe that it isn't right to hit other people straight in the face. But for the sport, you can do it, though. Yeah, exactly. For the sport, you can do it. But I have the uh, I have the choice to make it. Doesn't make sense. I have the choice to do that sport or not. Um, but I've also looked at other scholars that did say that yes, it's okay. Um, as I'm a, I'm a girl, I'm a female. Mm. I still wear a headguard. It does protect my face. Um, it's just been something I've always been confused about. And I just hope, like, God can guide me into, like, the future. But then you're not competing to... <clears throat> I don't know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like you're competing to destroy the other person. You're competing to better yourself. Exactly. Mm. But that's that's something for yourself. Like, no one thinks that. Do you think you know how I'm doing it? Everyone who fights, pro or not, they just want to bash up the next person... <laughs> No, no joke. You want to win. You're hungry, but do you, um, that's your perspective, Leo, and I agree with that. It, it imp- I just look at myself and I. So what's your me. what's your perspective? My, it's similar to yours. I just want to improve my skills. All the time I have put into boxing, I just want to put those skills in the real but life. Then, but then, when you're in front thing. of another person, like, do you feel like do you have that thought of like I'm gonna. I'm gonna f you up. Like I'm just gonna finish. Not really, because I think in my first <laughs> are fight. You, are you sure? <laughs> trust me, okay, I'm so actually cool. not an aggressive person. I've never been aggressive. I think this is the first time. Like, this is what shocked me, right? Because I was never, I was never aggressive person. I was so shy. I was so timid. So doing this was like a whole different like ball game. I was like, what the hell? Um, mm-hmm. But when you're surrounded by a lot of people who are aggressive, you do take it in. But in the ring. When I fight, it's like a reflection to myself of how much I've learned. Like I don't, I don't want to just bash up the person. I want to use my technique, my defenses. I want to use my head movement. I want to see how fast I can move mm-hmm. to get away from the like punch and how I can defend it. That's what I like more. I like defending more than throwing the punch because mm-hmm. if I put a perfect slip, I get I get more excited for that than a straight punch to the head. You no, know, what what clocks about you here is um. Whenever I'm coaching you, like... What does clock mean? I realised. Nah, fuck it. There's no rules. What I clocked about you, yeah, is that when you're fighting, you love speed, innit? Like yeah. you, you love doing, like, when we're doing pads, where we're like, oh, let's do a speed pad. Let's do, like, a speed combination, whatever. 
Oh, but, yeah. But um, now, I, I had a question in mind. The initial question was, what was the initial transition like from going from... Because like you said, that you used to be a shy person, you used to be like to yourself and whatnot. I'm, more, I'm very curious about like the initial transition from being that to now being someone that now you're a lot more confident and boxing has a big big part to play in it. So like when you when you first bo- started boxing, what was that transition like for you? You know what? The transition happened so smoothly, I didn't recognise it myself. How did you get into it? That's the question. How did you like what what was your first initial like stage? What to get into fitness fit- or just boxing? Just boxing. How did you get into it? Um so initially it was just to like lose weight, shed some fat, get fit. Were um, you fat? Like, I'm not trying to put you off. <laughs> this is a uh, very... Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to be honest here. Yeah. Like, I started this whole journey because I had an eating disorder. Um, like, Leo knows this, Aladdin knows this. Um, and that's what helps me get through mm-hmm. that um, issue because boxing was something that it helped me get fit in the process of what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And... I only stuck to myself with five a piece and I only did the female sessions for two, three years. I was just doing female sessions, female sessions, female sessions. But when you would need more, you need to like challenge yourself even more. A class called beginners boxing session came about and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because my fitness has improved. The female sessions that don't impact me anymore physically and just go on. And I just needed to stay with fitness because I didn't want to go back to the really um, difficult mentality of like having eating problems. Um, Where did I start from? Do you know, like, why does it, why did you have that eating disorder? Well, it was very stupid. It was like back from when I was in like, when I was very young, I think beginning of secondary school. um, Because I think everyone had to go through the stage where their secondary school will make them do a BMI test. um, And they'll send the results to home. And it said for me that I was um, a little bit overweight and it affected me so much. I don't even know why. And ever since that, I just thought, oh, like... You said that. Huh? No, the, the, you know, the BMI test is so yeah, stupid. Yeah, the BMI is so that? shit. You, you said that. Do you Am remember the person? Yeah. yeah, do you remember the person that said it to you? Um, what, the... Yeah, he said, like, you're a little bit, like, overweight. He was the person. BMI. It was, like, the NHS BMI thing. Oh, but, like, do you remember the person that said it to you? Like, the actual, physically the person? Or was it? It was, no, a, website. Think, oh, it was, it was a website. It was yeah. a website. You know, I've never done it in my life. And Mate, it's an NHS one, so you think even, it's real? Even me, right? I didn't like. I'm, I'm a healthy guy. I'm not big. I'm not fat. I'm like natural weight. I did my BMI and I said overweight. Who the fuck? Who cares about yeah, it? Like, it's about what you're feeling. Exactly, but I didn't know that. I That's was why so I don't know about these things. It's just like they sound, they sound ridiculous. Nah, it's, 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 so it's the fact that they do, they get you doing it when you're young. That's the biggest. Wait, so story. so who got you to do that? School. That school yeah, school. Everyone had to do it. I don't know if you had to do Aladdin. It was like ever since I started, like everyone had to go to UBL and do like some like fitness activities and they'll mark you down, like they'll mark what you're doing, they'll test your weight, high but and see, everything. See, that's, that's why that's why I clocked this, like a big, big problem is that don't let that, don't let kids do that because when you're younger, like, especially when you go for puberty, like at age around 14, exactly. 15, 16, that's the worst time, it's, you know. It's so bad. And it's not like, just for people who think they're fat, it's also for people who think they're skinny. Everywhere. And it's not even like... like it, be, it might be a confidence boost if you're like perfect, but if you're not... No one's perfect, man. Exactly. Yeah, perfect in the eyes, in the eyes of the BMI thing. Obviously, like BMI ev- is a bullshit. I've done I've done my BMI a couple of times and I was like, this is bullshit. I think That's- I think the question is always like not not are you fat, are you skinny? It, it should be about are you healthy? Are you feeling yeah, there's, there's, that, and that's you, what you I learned. Good? Are you healthy? And that's what I learned when I started going five for peace. Mm. Because 
like I said, five for pieces do personal development sessions, mm-hmm. and they used to like there was like they amazing, still do it, and they still do. It. And there's amazing um, youth workers that I can that I can trust and actually made me realize it. Coaches that made me realize it. Yeah, like it's got nothing to do with fat being or being skinny. It's got to do with being healthy, and that's what changed my whole mentality. Like boxing changed my life like that, and I'm really grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like as you got into boxing, your background was Bangladesh and Bangladesh community. Where when you get to a certain age, 16, 17, 18, they force you to get, get married straight away. Like, there's a stereotype for that. I met so many women when I was in Bangladesh, even here. Like, who, she, she told me, like, she got forced to get married straight away. Is that same thing in your, in your family? And, like, what kind of things do you face? Um, my family is very different. Um, my mum was also born here. So she's more, like, understanding with a lot of, like, how modernized we have become i never had the issue of um getting married off early but i did have um like i don't i I can't exactly say anything because my family's actually i'm very grateful for my family because they haven't ever forced me in education they haven't forced me with whatever i was doing they were always like proud of me um they never forced me to go university they didn't do anything like that like if i i I, you know how i was confused about going uni i used to speak to like my mom um when i spoke to my mom she was like um she was being like understanding and she's like okay cool um if you don't want to go uni what would you be doing during that time which is a reasonable um, um question. question yeah exactly and mm. but she never forced me to go like she never forced me once like everything was because of i i wanted to mm. and i just want to make them proud you at think, the end of the day sorry do you think it's a um because we were talking about this the other day with a, with a different guest here about how foreign parents always force their kids into certain things like university Obviously, I know I don't know my personally, but I know that your mom was born and bred in England. Yeah. Do you think so? That, well, I call her the white mom, but <laughs> but do you, do you think that has something to do with the fact that she didn't foresee? The fact that she she was born and bred in this like luxurious lifestyle in comparison to how other people live, like immigrants live, or whatever. Because mm. the reason I ask you this question, because the majority of Bangladesh community that I've, I've known, I'm not saying it's a stereotype. I'm saying this is what I experienced. Mm-hmm. And when I say majority, I will say seventy to eighty percent. They forced their kids, especially such a young age, to get married. It happened to me during my college year. I've seen it. Even I'm spoke. I'm speaking to some woman right now. She's going through like uh, divorce season because um, what she been put through when she was 18 years old. Oh, yeah. So like, uh, this is what I'm asking. Like, is it every Bangladeshi family like that? This is why I ask you the question. From my experience of not just my family, but my friends. The people who I see, I haven't. Um, I don't think their family have ever forced them. I feel like in this day and age, it's more about like getting your education first and then getting married off. I feel like parents really want their children, <laughs> girls or boys, they just want their edu- their education to be f- like first. Once the education is over by age twenty one, mm-hmm. that's where that's the age where I think every Bengali woman I know like gets married off. Around twenty one, twenty two. I've never seen someone like older than that, and in my opinion, I don't think that's a bad thing. And I don't know if that's from. No, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I never said it was a bad. No, like, thing. I mean, like, um, because I said it. I used the word carefully. There's a force when people when it like when when you're not ready, like yeah. when they put you like arrange marriage, like you're married to some ten years. 10 years old and some guy is 10 years older than you and then you're not really into it and you get married and five three four years down the line 
the relation goes sideways. I think, do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if you think about a psychological pressure, and, yeah. like, and, and, and what parents will be using against their kids, it's like, cool, I've got this roof over your head, I've got, you know, I pay bills, I provide food for you and stuff. And to be honest, if they didn't provide none of those things, they can't use that against the kids. It's like, we, what are you going to say now? Like, you know, how, how are you going to be forcing your kid to do something they don't want to do mm. in the first place? Yeah, but even that, like, obviously, like, I feel like we can all agree that that's, some, that's a bullshit kind of thing. Because at first, I didn't ask to be brought into the world. You feel me? So the fact that you provided this stuff is your obligation. You, you are obligated. You're obligated to do this. You're obligated to feed me. You're obligated to clean me. You're obligated to give me a house. You know what I'm saying? Like, after that, it's like you're not doing me a favor. This is your choice. You you know what you signed up for. Exactly. And I um I feel like what you're talking about is more of like things that happen back home currently in this day and age, or um with kids who have parents who are very very traditional and who are very very old. Like when I mean old, like 60, 70 years old. I Honestly, um, haven't seen many people like that. It's all about it's more about education at the moment. Um, or if you don't want to do education, then it's time to get married off. Like let's mm. say you're eighteen and you don't want to do education, then cool, get married off. But nowadays a lot of females have like the empowerment to go further in education. But get married off to do what? See so you see with um wait, I Islam think, Islamic ones are different, man. Like you see, um it's like you got to do like okay, so if you're not doing education, um, what are you doing? This is how this is how um, the parents will say, "What are you doing?" Like getting married mm. off like eases them a bit more, and it Islamically, like it puts less pressure on the girl in the sense of um, work, Finan- financial, financial. Mm. But, girls then, but, then, but then, yeah, but then what I've seen, it's like they become housewives, and yeah, it's kind of like exactly. it's almost like what would I you be doing if you're not going to yeah. do education? You might as well be a housewife, right? But um, that's like. I've never had to experience that. And I've met so many girls who, because I'm at the age where you think that there's like 18 years old. There's like a lot of girls, but I haven't seen one that needs to get, that has to get married now. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between forced and being arranged. Do you get me? Yeah, they're two different yeah, things. They're two, two different, different things. things. So yeah. like if like a mum or the parents can't force a girl to get arranged marriage, do you get me? Because that still be a force. But then, but then can, can arranged marriage still be forced it, by a psychological... It's a pressure. pressure. Like, it's a pressure that so comes like, So it's like, look, so for example, so I say to my daughter, look, I'm going to arrange this marriage, whatever. But then if you don't want to get married, then you might as well move out and do your own thing. But it's hard to move out do, from do, here. Do you, know, do you know what I'm trying it's to say? Yes, like that, actually. So, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So like sometimes, like what we're saying earlier, in terms of um, like parents have certain things over the kids, it's like if the kid can get a job, move out, and then do their own thing on what they want to do in life. And if in, then all of that's gone. Like they, the parents can't use that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Happened. Do you think? Do you think a lot of um, foreign parents see having a kid as like an investment or something? Um. It's a mad question. But think about it. like obviously like you 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 have a child. It's fucked up. Right? <laughs> you have this child, yeah, and then you expect them to bring money back into the yard once they're old enough. It's like a mad investment kind of thing. I don't know. You know what? Yeah, um, you see where I come from, I mean, anyway. I mean, yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's, that's why they get that's so happy plan. when there's a boy like, being I've born. I've seen. Listen, I've, actually, I've yes. met people. I've met people. I've yeah. met a couple of females who had kids just so they can get benefits. Investment. That's just. I think that's just genuinely like, like <laughs> that is, that people. I don't think that's specific to. Um, there's a loads ethnicity. of them. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about like um, religion <laughs> or background or whatever. Oh, okay. I'm saying I've yeah, met couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. Oh, we were just talking about children. But I'm saying that's yeah, like yeah, the initial, just, like that's like general. the initial purpose of you having a kid. Obviously, after you have your kid, like you start loving and you, you initial know purpose for who? 
for a lot, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna specify because that cancer culture and that. But no, I'm, I'm saying like some people would actually <laughs> would like the initial intention for having a child is basically like an investment. They don't want to admit it, but child is an investment anyway because you're you're spending time. Time with the kids and That's you're so growing. Time, into, effort, effort, everything, everything is it. But investment, 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 investment is where you hope probably. for something back in return. But that's that, that's, that's come because. Mm. That's hard question. I doubt, you know what? I disagree with you, man. Like no one goes around and goes like, "Oh, I'm gonna make some kids so I can have an investment." So twenty years later, oh, but I'm saying no one is unintentional. That's what I'm trying to scream. Yeah. So my my biggest fear is that you're gonna have kids expecting an investment later on. Why do you think that? Because you're already thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think about a lot of stuff. That I don't do it, but you can't, you can't put down me. <laughs> so as you're doing boxing, what uh, what kind of biggest stereotype that you're breaking? Um, the biggest stereotype. I think the biggest would be like the hijab. Like, fam, I still get questions to this day at people in my gym about the like hijab and training. And sometimes I think, wow, you guys are so ignorant. Like, hijab, with hijab is training, it's keep your head, you know, like neat and then you're training like in your own comfort zone. Exactly. You know, you know what you don't know yet? I wrote about you. Where? I wrote about you. This is <laughs> like, this is funny, yeah. I actually wrote about it. So I was doing my level three, my level three youth work qualification. Okay. Yeah? And I wrote so there was one bit, one assignment that I was talking about discrimination and talking about like cultural differences and stuff. And I actually wrote about you as a positive role What's model. Special? No, no, so, so honestly, like as a positive role model who's breaking the stereotypes for what females can do within like boxing and o- obviously like religious like stereotypes in terms of like what, you know. Young young females can do from certain religion and stuff. So, and I have not seen any woman that who wear hijab and then go go do boxing. I've seen it in other sport, but mm. not in boxing. boxing. Yeah, I see more in Muay Thai, but um, and like judo and all them. But I haven't seen much in boxing, or especially in this country. I see uh, I see many in like outside the world, mm-hmm. like in more Muslim um, dominated countries. Um, but I think it's the fact that. Like I said about earlier about how hitting someone can is a bit of a dangerous sport, but then it comes in contradiction with Muay Thai. But um, you're not really hitting; you're trying to save yourself. from getting a punch. No, nah, but you know what? If you break it down, yeah, are you actually hitting because you can close your eyes and start throwing? Like you don't even like you might be like I'm just stretching, you know? Like I'm just <laughs> one stretch, two stretch. You know, you're like, trying to just... find the easy way out. There's yeah. no easy. You are trying to like you are trying to fight them. Is is a fine. No, nah, I just I just stretch, you know, like just in, in life. In life, you need money to live, but every sport that you do, there is an investment. You're putting time and effort in a gym to go out there perform to entertain, um, like to the crowd or to the people that who Yusuf, watching. Does money need us to live? Hmm? Does money need us to live? You know uh, what? That is so true. It does. It does. Mm. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Like imagine if all of us here yeah, went on a protest of like not using money. What do you think will happen? Now this is a question I ask. Would you would you be doing what you're doing right now if it's not for the money? Oh um, no! Like I didn't even start boxing for money. I no, no. I mean, like, I'm not doing. I'm not saying for like boxing. I'm saying what you're doing, like working the job that you're doing. Uh, um, would you be doing like money is not important? Would you be doing the, the job that you're I want to um okay the job that I'm okay um <laughs> I think I think no because the jobs that I've been doing recently were jobs that I enjoyed like I've never worked retail I want to to get the experience but I've never worked retail all my jobs were what I wanted to do like you know working with kids 
um, coaching kids, like my future is to help people. Mm. So if I ever want to, I want to be like a psychologist, like a therapist to help people. I've always wanted to do that. Mm. I didn't even think about the money at all. If I really cared about money, I would, you would have been seeing me do medicine. No cap. Mm. Like, I'm not joking, <laughs> um, but it's not about the money. Back to the stereotype. What's the biggest stereotype? You still haven't answered that. Doing medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say... Um, These Asians. <laughs> like, <for Sweden. laughs> I'll say um, wearing the like hijab because there are so many Muslim fighters right now who are girls, right? Who are Muslim, right? Mm -hmm. But the difference that the hijab makes is so much like... Is it's such a barrier for so many females to train in? Oh, it's too hot. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, I faint. Oh, um, I can't train because like I wear a headscarf. Like I have to go to like all female gyms, which is so hard to find. And like so many people use the hijab as an excuse, but I don't. I'm trying to change that. Like mm. you're inspiring. Is... You're inspiring to many people. You're inspired Thank me you. to like to like being the only woman that I know in a hijab who's go out there do boxing like training to get it's hard for like especially in a, in muslim society i'm not saying islamic society i'm saying muslim society mm. so like they pick stereotypes especially men them they pick on women like why are you going out gym why are you training hard for oh, certain things yeah. do you get where i get that so much even now like it's so funny because like you think yeah you're gonna get these questions these questions are gonna be stopped like uh, like people are gonna stop asking them like in the probably the first year but i still get it even from this day and I'm, i just lived with it like you know what i'm just gonna I'm, I'm not gonna like be angry about it let me just teach them um but it's so true like it's crazy let me, let me tell you my story like when i did a uh, traveling around the world right with my camera i didn't start doing vlogging until till today right this today in a car with my mom what do you do like my mom is like what should i tell <laughs> what should i tell to my families I was like, Mom, I'm living life. That's all you gotta say. I'm been traveling. Like, who, who's in the Asian community? Go out traveling in backpacking. That's what I, I was thinking. Like, how you living? Like, it was hard. I'm still man. like, it's still, I'm, I'm still fighting every single day trying to like. Because I'm not, you're I'm, a guy. You're, you're a man I'm, as well. And I'm still man avoiding has a lot that. Of pressure. I'm still avoiding it, even till today. Like, mom's, mom was like, "What should I tell? What do you actually do?" I'm like, I'm a content creator in digital world. They probably yeah. get I've all. I like those words. So in in our society, they just know that I was I was as you know I became a pilot before. They said, like, I'm going to commercial, like they're going to be pilot, but I completely changed. And they like they had a massive upset in their life. Mm. Like why didn't you follow engineering or pilots degree? I was like I want to experience different thing because we are we are living in a digital world. So yeah, like giving a digital digital content, they don't understand what digital can provide to the people, and we are in a virtual reality like we live in a virtual reality right now like whatever we're doing the sport that we're watching you can't go to the stadium you can't go to cinema it's all netflix it's all amazon and then and especially during corona covid yeah it's it's mad like uh, I'm, the only thing I'm, we have is digital yes of course and i clocked in 2018 right there's something mad maddest thing going to happen this is why i was like i'm gonna travel i felt something I don't know. I want to travel before what actually happened. I thought there was a big wall coming. You didn't even know what was going to happen. What was going to happen? So <laughs> I put my back. Yeah, that was before COVID. I put my back. I was crying. Like, I was like, it's going to be challenging, but I'm going to be inspiring like 10, 20 people. If I can inspire 10, 20 people, I live my life. Mm. 
Because in my community, I can pick hand. There's no one that I know. I say zero. No one that I know. Put their backpack on, travel Africa, travel China, travel like, travel backpacking across India, Bangladesh, Nepal, like those kind of, not many people go. And yeah. I went out there, did it by myself. And I'm still proud of it. If people have not seen it. You should be. I am proud of myself. Like whatever people say, I still get annoyed when mom was like, this and that, this and that. I was like, mom, I don't care. You should be proud that your son's doing this. You know what I should say? I sh- you know, I've never said that to my parents, you know. I just let them, like, get, like, with the boxing. I just let them, like, Pick say, on you. Yeah, but I've never said you, you should, should be, be proud that I'm doing this. Yeah, you should be proud that you're the, your only child doing something that different than the whole community. But things what they do, do you know yeah, what? is they get back at me and they're like, oh, but religion says this, that you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this, but... Where does it say, like, show me in a Quran. Like, I want to know, where does it say that you can't do this kind of thing? It's like, like especially for girls, though, it's so much more harder. I, yeah, there is more pressure. Know, also, and there's so much yeah. more, like, pressure on girls, which is which I never realised till, like, I had to live with it. Because I have, like, an older brother who, um, like, who just wants me to do the right thing. Do you get me? And that right thing is... What like, is the right following, thing? Just following what, like, religion says. And there's no hard. right and there's let me tell you there's no right and wrong answer to living because everyone have a different journey to live you leo have a different journey the way you grew up you have a different journey how you grew up i have a different journey it's about being the truth to yourself giving 100 percent to the life being pure to yourself that's living like mm-hmm. finger, every finger is a different there's no size equally yeah. everyone everyone road is different that's what people need to realize even Islam is designed for you, not for everyone. Mm, that's true. You just like open my eye, man. Like I just needed someone to say that. My phone was open already, like, you know? uh, like, yeah. <laughs> No, I needed what's someone a, to say that. What's the biggest worry that you have? I just you really want to know. Yeah, I'm like, be this honest. Is like, like this is like it is so typical, but it's weird because. I want to make my parents proud. My biggest worry is not making them proud. And that's what, do you know what's so weird about it? Is because my parents are the most chill. They're the most like calmest people you'll ever meet. They're like, yo, why is this girl stressing when her parents are like that? Do you get me? Do you know? But I, like, they're not, they're, uh, they're not forcing nothing. And yet I am still worried about what they um, think of me. Like sometimes I do feel like I'm a fake to my parents. Do you get me? Like I don't think my family knows the true me. Uh, you you only knew yourself. Like no one in the world know you than you. Mm. Do you know what? I remember. Yeah. I remember your first boxing fight, <clears throat> and your mom was there. Like she was definitely proud of you. She was proud, but she was so scared. Like she, but she. That's the thing. Like she I'm was like, screaming. are you being? Yeah, but I'm like, like, are you being fake now with your like with your support? Because like. Like, she was yeah, definitely cool. not being fake. She was screaming. Listen, you know my eardrums were bursting. How loud she was. <laughs> you know what? Right you know yeah. what? She probably proud being there. But when she around her families or when she getting phone call from yeah, or message, pressures, different pressure yeah, that yeah, come from true. society and that their family. You know what but is, um, your, your mom probably wants to wear the whole thing of like, you know, her friends telling her off like, like why is she doing no, that? That's the thing. You know, Mama. you know, once things, uh, one thing start changing, start changing. Once you'll start earning money and then providing for your family. You know what? Do you know what's so weird? Let me tell you something that's so weird. Like my mom does support me. Like she like posts me everywhere on her Instagram, on her Facebook. So lit. She'll post me like, oh, I'm so proud of my daughter. I can show you. I'll show you right now. But it's like I find it so conflicting because you post it to the world that you are proud of me. You tell people I send videos. She tells me to me to send my vi- my granddad back home videos of me fighting and they're all so proud of me. Do you get me? Is it society pressure? But then 
Yeah, but she's proud of me. But then when it's at the home, behind doors, yeah, behind the curtains, she's like, oh, like, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do... And I'm just so confused. Like, mm. like, what, are you not proud? I thought you were proud of me. Like, why, what changed? Do you get me? Like, You should be straight on that. Look, I'm certain age. I want to do this for real. You're either in it or you're not. Oh, no, I can't do like, that. Like, straight up. So, no, they, they, you know, do you know, I know you can't do that, but I'm saying it. Once we say it to them, they was like, yep, she know what she's doing. Because you know, you know what? If you became the world champion and <clears throat> you went professional, like she would not be complaining about you doing that. I don't know. I don't know. You think she would still complain yeah. about oh, I it? Think she you will. know, if it, like, let's say. I'm her, little, I'm her daughter, right? And she doesn't want my face to get broken up. Like, I already broke my nose. <laughs> if she sees a smoke cut on my face or a bruised eye. I hope she's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what I kind of find interesting? You see a lot of these social media influencers and whatnot, yeah. They're always like, during my upbringing when I tried to like dip my toe in the social media thing or like YouTube as whatever they're like oh my parents were never back in it they were never oh you have to get an education you have to go work as a lawyer job whatever I've always I've always been curious about what if what if the parents the parents backed this uh, this passion that is unusual for you it's like, a, it's like uh, you would say it's an unusual passion because you don't see that many hijabi boxes you're an example of of, of, of parents backing uh, their child's unusual hobby. No, I feel like I agree with you. I feel like once I, let's say, get sponsored, or once I get like, once you start getting paid, then they'll be like, then they'll be like, like once okay. her mom sees some like, not not right. just about money, but when she sees money, she's gonna be no, like, but she's loving it right now. That's the, that's what I'm thinking. Like a lot of these social media influencers, yeah, the, the parents are never backing it until they start getting money. When yeah, they start no, seeing money, they'll start backing it. I think the parents are different. They're backing it even before the money. Yeah, comes. no, I can't lie. Yeah, that's what I love. I think. I think. Yeah, I think you also need to thank your your mom and your parents in general for letting you do this. Because I, I feel, do, I, I feel, do. I feel like honestly, even though whatever she's saying, like I feel like if she didn't want you to do this, you wouldn't be doing it. Damn, it's so stressful. Now, I saw I saw the other day, right, on your Instagram, your dad was running with you. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah, was that was cute. Yeah, that was <laughs> hella nice. We did we did we yeah. did um eight k together, but yeah. I did an extra two k like running in circles because yeah. I just yeah, wanted you to reach to, that two k. Yeah. You have to show him like like yeah. you know. Yeah, not just because I had to reach that two k because just for self satisfaction, but um. That was that, really cool. That was really nice. What's, thought, that, what's that thing? Yeah, I think I was like, oh, when you can beat up your dad, you know, you, you're, you're, you're officially like, you're growing up. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you're not growing up until you can beat up your dad. No, the thing is like, all, my family support about me being like healthy and fit. The only, the only issue, the only issue is the fighting and the free mix in the gym. I don't blame like, you. The fighting, like they'll be happy for me to like train and go play, like go train, go run. They'll let me, they'll be fine with that. They'll be fine for me to go gym and that. But the only issue is the fighting and the free mixing because of like of the reason. When you go on past your free mixing, like, what difference is it? Wait, which one am I listening to? <laughs> yeah, no, twenty first century. Wait, <laughs> this is twenty first century. Wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm saying like, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but I'm trying to clock on like on what you're saying first, and yeah, we're yeah, like this is twenty first century. Like everywhere you're you're going to school, like you're mixing everywhere. The difference is people's perspective. It's all a matter of perspective, like. If you're on a bus, you'll be mixing, like, free mixing on a bus. Yeah, if no, you're in a gym, like, you're free mixing. contact, do you get me? And the fact that Five for Peace doesn't have many, like, girls there. Yeah. You know um, what? You're the first person I know that who inspire many women to, to go out there do it. You can I mean, do I really it. Want yeah. to. I really, really, that, that's actually my ultimate goal. The reason why I'm still continuing in this journey and th- still, like, battling through the barriers is because I like to inspire other females. I get daily comments on like Instagram, like people saying all these like amazing things, saying, "Oh, thank you for mm-hmm. doing this." Like now, I'm doing that. I'm just like, oh, like I just that's, get, that's so, I just, I, I, I money can't to buy everyone. that. Money can't buy that. Money can't buy that. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm not even doing this for the money. 
Like, I'll be honest, like, I, I don't want to. Money go- could. <laughs> I'm not thinking the thing is. With- <laughs> no, no, let me, let me ask. Money could. You know what? Because if you advertise that, whatever you're posting on there, you could buy more of those. Like, not as in like more of those kind of like, hey, like, I love what you're doing or whatever. You would buy more exposure to what you're doing. Mm, that's and true. And then that means you can influence more. But, like, that's the thing. Like, my mom wants me to invest in female boxing. She wants me to coach more young girls and that is my future plan to do as a can i tell you one thing like i'm not saying not to do that but i'm saying being a champion being you as a champion you'll become a role model real model like whatever you want to say the inspire inspiration model people will follow that step Mm. by sharing your story by teaching them is a good thing being becoming a role model of the society of the country that you're from there's a lot of women that women get like abuse. I would say, I not. Yeah. I was like, I'm using the word probably wrong, but I'm saying it. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Like you can actually be that person and inspire to them to change it, come out with their, come out from their like comfort zone, mm. and challenge themselves and they become who they need to become. There's a lot of women that I know personally from where you're from. They're having a hard time to come out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and it's always it's always the first step. Like even like I'm saying, like I'm saying, I started off. I tell everyone I started off so like I started off literally doing three years of just female sessions. Even in them female sessions, I still didn't take my hijab off. Those people who took the hijab off, I could have took it, but I still never took it off mm-hmm. because I just didn't feel comfortable taking it off in front of like girls. But that's how I started, and that's why I wanna I wanna make it accessible for everyone. Not all gyms have all female sessions. I'm glad that Five for Peace had it. I'm glad Five for Peace was understanding in that sense. And now look, now they got me. You know what I mean? Do you get me? So I just want that. <laughs> so I just stop laughing. So like, I, I, I just want people to realise that it's all a process. Don't rush into it. I was so scared of free mixing with the guys. Oh my days, the first time I ever did a Muay Thai session, like, um, or a, bo- a boxing session or a Muay Thai session. Oh my days. I was so scared. I it was, it looked so like, intense all them all these guys that are like but, six foot and big and bulky and i'm just there like but the question is did any of them give a shit no uh, <laughs> they didn't give a shit that's the thing Leo was one of them. i know Leo was one of them do you know what i mean like they don't give a crap about you which i love people are getting insecure about all these things like oh there's people there this guys they don't give a crap about you sometimes they train like that, people yeah, are training cool. like, people have, oh no guys will just like look how you and that and this and that but when you find the right gym and people who are just like trying to better themselves, they ain't gonna you know be looking what? at girls. But like do you know that. what I realized? No, I don't think I, so. exactly. no, no, do you know what I realized? Actually, it's because it's a combat gym. So you know, like boxing and martial arts gyms, I feel like they don't care about they, that stuff. They because don't. they're there for purpose, they're there to get certain value out of it. But I feel like those, like, you know, like these pure gyms and whatever, mm. and this and that, that might be slightly different. Exactly. Yeah. And no one realizes, I don't know how, I, and I can't, I can't explain that to my brother. I can't explain that to my family because they haven't been in that situation. So what would you, what experience. would you tell to your parents? If, let's say you're, they're watching them right now. Like if you've got a message, yeah. you tell, <laughs> if you've got a message to tell them, what message would you tell them? You know what? All I'll say is that, like, the only thing I'll say is trust me, trust in me, trust me that, what I'm doing is going to be for the better. Be That's it. all I'll say. Or just trust me. That's all. Those two will just trust me. And give you give you a freedom. But that thing, trust isn't that. If you trust me, that will give me the freedom, right? And 
they they do like they they allow me to train in Stratford. They allow me to train in Ilford. They allow me to train in Bethnal Green. They allow me to go places to train. Even though it's hard and I have to let them know like a week beforehand, they still let me. They still like, let me. I want to make a booking for Saturday. <laughs> Can <laughs> no, I go with no. Green? I'll show you the messages. <laughs> like, this is what I do on Monday, yeah, Tuesday, no. Wednesday, Thursday. It's like start sending calendar invites. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll do anything. Like, what drives you the most? What drives me? Yeah, what drives you to, to go out there? What, in the beginning or now? Now. Um, now what drives me is that it's the way of life. Okay, let me tell you the story that happened this morning, yeah. Um, so the, the, I think the last day, I, the last time I trained was, um, I think, Friday. Um, Friday? No, um, like Wednesday evening. Um, and yeah, it was Wednesday evening. And just because I didn't train like on Thursday, because I had like assignments due, yeah. Friday morning, I just felt so like shit. Like I just literally wanted to do something. Like I just wanted to do anything. Give me like, I would literally do like 20 burpees. I don't, burpees, I would have done anything. That's how I realized that, you know what? Training is actually a way of life. Like even though like it's painful and that, like even though I hate running, I don't care if I have, that's one thing. If you read my Q&A on Instagram, it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. No cap, it's a lifestyle. Like it's not just, for, it's not even for health, getting healthy, getting fit. It's just literally a way of life. Literally, like it's like eating food. It's like sleeping. Yeah. If I don't train, I think the longest I have not trained was probably a few days, like three days or four days. Even when I was when I went holiday. It give you a joy in the sense, like when you're training. Even for me, right, going for a run or going play football, like I get that more energy to do more stuff. But it's not even like it's not. That's a weird thing. It's not just because it feels good. It's literally like I can't live without it. Like, I can't no, I survive. Get, I get what you're like you sometimes might not like you might not like like sleeping or eating food, but you just do it to survive. It's like that. Sometimes I don't like want to do it, but I have to do it just because it's like. It's like, it's like the same way you need sleep, you need to train. Like, I need to, yeah. or I'm going to, like, I feel so shit. Like, I don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm going to die. Like, even when I went to Turkey on a holiday, I literally spent, like, I think two days. I only went there for five days. So I spent, like, two days going to the gym and proper working out, and I felt so good. Do you get me? Mm. Um, and I, that's my, like, that's my, I'll always do that. And I'm, I'm not even embarrassed that I spent my time in the gym. Yeah. Like, I'm not embarrassed. Like, it's a way of life. And I'm going to, I'm going to, like, repeat it and say again, like, that's one reason why I'm never going to stop. I'm, if I ever stop competing, I'm still going to be training. You mm. still see me in the gym. Do you get me? Like, I'm, I don't think I'll ever stop. That's, I get you, uh, so. no, That's powerful. That's powerful. If you're, um, let's say you're becoming a world champion tomorrow. Shit, that's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> would, uh, it, it can yeah, come around like yeah, yeah. process, isn't it? Like, yeah. what would you tell yourself now? Wait, how's it gonna become world champion tomorrow? tomorrow. I know this. No, or is you, it a surprise? It's a surprise that you are you shit. I've become a world champion. What would you tell yourself? <sighs> I'll be like, you know what I'll say? I was, I'll be say it's all worth it. It was all worth it. Every single second, sweat, time, effort. Everything was worth it. Arguing with parents, the pressure, um, um, like arguing my brother, having issues from like societies, the barriers. It was all worth it. Missing out outings, missing out friends. Like, oh, by the way, I have zero friends at uni because I'm just too... <laughs> first, it's corona. And secondly, I've just been so focused on training. So I, I didn't even have time to like experience the uni life, even though it's only been like a semester. Do you get me? But I'm, I, it's all worth it at the end. That's all I'm going to say. And if I become a world champion tomorrow, I'll be like, you know what? It was all worth it. I don't regret a single thing. I don't, I don't regret shit. I don't regret missing out on moments. I don't regret missing out on birthdays. I don't miss out anything. I don't, I don't, I'm, it's all worth it. Mm. That's what I would say. 
and then I'll cry with tears. I was thinking, where's the crying? <laughs> what's the biggest <laughs> challenging for you? Um, like in like during during this process, what's the biggest challenging that you're facing? to to be you i think it's it's the permission like imagine being able imagine having to ask permission for every single thing you do or every everything you want to do you have permission and i think this happens in asian communities a lot like mm. can i go out um i'm so grateful so <laughs> grateful i did come out from that i forced myself i'm doing what i want no that's so good like that's so good but would you have been able to do that like age 18 I did that when I'm, do you know what? Let me tell you this story. 18, I switched college from Epping to Newham and a year gap already. Then um, Newham gave me the opportunity, opportunity to go another country to do volunteer work. So I took a gap year from uni to a college. In that period, I was doing internship in civil engineering. I didn't really enjoy it civil engineering then i had the opportunity to go volunteer for three months in another country oh that's so cool I'll take so that. i was like i'm going i haven't been out of country i'm going so i went i quit my jobs i left quit my internships then i went three months no phone nothing just enjoying the nature i did i enjoyed so much i cried obviously when i was like the react when they're about to end when they're about to come in, I was like, shit, what am I going to yeah, do when know. I go back home? So I decided the uni had, like, I, I deferred the uni. Uni was there. You know what? I'm just going to go uni. Even my college teacher was like, how are you going to go uni? You don't really speak English, blah, 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 blah. You don't know how to use a grammar, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? It's a test for me to go enjoy the uni experience. So I went to uni. It was challenging. First year it was calm, like it was easy because of what I studied in in college. That was exactly my first year. But second year, third year was a challenge. And I graduated, mashallah, I'm graduated. I can't complain. And I got what I need to get. But there are a lot of issues is that a lot of people didn't want to go uni or even like a lot of people don't want to go uni, but they still had to go. Did you ever have that like situation like where your parents may have forced you to go or was it all your decision? It was all my decision. But the day, obviously, I had the pressure from my cousin's family family side, like family friend, like, yeah, you should go to uni, you should go to uni. I'm glad that I went to uni and then also, and now I'm asking myself, why did I, what the hell did I go to uni? Do so you would, would you have went uni? But I should have dropped um If I know what I know now, I would have dropped out my second year. Really? I would have dropped out my second year, did what I did. What I'm, what I'm doing now. But I'm glad that I finished it, but I dropped out master. Okay. Uh, so not many. Hmm? So you went further, you did masters as well. So I was meant to do for, um, masters, but I dropped out master to get oh. my bachelor and left. Because I knew that I'm not going into aviation engineering, but I'm going to use that skill in my life to improve myself and inspire mm -hmm. people in my community to be, uh, to be the first person, first Burmese person, let me say that clearly, first Burmese person to to do stupid stuff from their perspective they didn't do stupid stuff though no like oh, in their perspective. If, if this yeah. is what i'm saying from their perspective I'm, i'll be the first person to do stupid stuff and then be successful in life i can say that from at this moment i might not be successful in 
many people are, but I'm successful in myself. That's the first thing that I feel. I'm the first person to go out many countries, like at such a young age, without with a little money. Not like I have a my mom's not rich. Like never I've put my heart in, survive in minimal and experience local culture and across the world. And I want to carry on. Give that perspective to people, not just your houses, your life. Do you get where I'm coming from? There's a there's more to life out there. And you should continue doing that. I'm happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I've done what I've done right now and inspiring many people and different perspective. And everyone say, oh, yeah, you do. There's, there's a lot of jealousy out there too. Love becoming a lot. jealous. A lot. Yeah, there's Especially love becoming a jealousy easily. Mm-hmm. They, they say that, oh, yeah, I'm showing love, but you're not showing love, but I can see the jealousy through you. That's a big thing. Mm, that is so true. Facts. So I have a few questions. Uh, I know the time's coming to the end. If you could tell something to your younger self, what would you tell? <laughs> My younger self, enjoy yourself. If, like, Leo knows, um, Maria knows that I didn't exactly enjoy myself when I was young. I didn't have, like, the childhood that everyone wishes they had. I was a very timid person, as I said mm. in the beginning. I would be afraid of parks because I don't like people. <laughs> so I don't want to go mm. to the park. I lived in North Woolwich, near Five for Peace, most of my life. Like, I think it was 14 years. And I wasn't able to meet the people that I met at Five for Peace earlier when they lived in my area. Do you get me? Mm. I did not enjoy myself. I was stressing from such a young age. Oh, like you're seven, you're eight, you're nine. Oh, I need to do well in this exam, this exam, this exam. Even though it was so minor. I never got to enjoy myself. I only got to enjoy myself like only recently, like two, three years ago. But did I miss out on a childhood? I would say yes. I could have had a better one. What do you learn from it? You know what? I learned that, you know, it's never too late. Like it's never too late to like enjoy it, like enjoy childhood. Your childhood can last your in your age, in your thirties, in your forties, in your fifties. You're still young. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. even if I realized, even if I was so stuck in, like, books, even to this age, yeah, and I was, like, in my 20s when I realized it, I could still, my, I feel like I could still enjoy my childhood at age 25 if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. my childhood when I was 21 when I went to uni. Exactly. I always become a child. Exactly. And no one's complaining. Like, that's what, that's what I would say. Like, just don't give a fuck. Like, don't care. Although my parents can't see this because I'm swearing. <laughs> give them more. They probably enjoy the... They're not giving a fuck. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, I used to be so, like, like, I always try to make my parents proud. I try to make teachers proud, all this. You know what? You shouldn't make anyone proud. You should make yourself proud oh, first. Exactly. And that's what I realized this year is, like, stop making people proud. What's the biggest challenge that you faced this year during the whole pandemic? <sighs> um, The biggest challenge. I think the biggest challenge would be would be i think i think the fact that it was locked like proper lockdown i was never especially in the past three few few years when i started boxing i would rarely stay at home i would be in the gym 24 7 and i wouldn't spend much time with my family even though it was a blessing in disguise i got closer with my family it was a really hard struggle because my mental health was so low 
like my mental health was was non-existent it was so hard for me i had to go through a lot mm -hmm. like and especially how i told you in the beginning about how i had the eating disorder and boxing and training helped me physically it was hard and my parents it was hard to like them for them to trust me like i said because there was no fight for peace is there like when you can you explain to your parents what five uh, what mental health is like do they understand what mental health is yeah, again, like I said, I'm blessed with really good parents. Like, alhamdulillah, like, my mum also had to had been through a few stuff. Like, when I first told her about my eating disorder, she was happy to, like, refer me to the GP and help me. Yeah, she was upset at me, but she wasn't like, oh, that's black magic. There's a gin in you. She didn't say mm. that. She was understanding, but I don't think, like, she's always been supportive like that. So, like I said, I'm grateful, but I know so many people, so many people who are struggling um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. What would you tell those people who are struggling right now? And um, like, what would you be your message to them, uh, to their family? I wouldn't say go try to talk to your parents because that never works. <laughs> and everyone just says that. I would say just go out your own way and do it. I'm not like supporting you to lie. But if you know what you're going to do, like if you know you're going to go talk to someone and you're going to have to lie to your parents and say you're going to school or something and you skip school to go to like, let's say, like a therapist, I don't know, or like talking to someone about it, do it. I'll say that, do it. Don't like think about your parents when it comes to you mm -hmm. because your parents will know what you're going through other than yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's just all about trust. If you know you're doing something right, then do it. That's what I'm going to say. Your parent might be thinking that you're like, fucking school to me up with some guy or something. But if you know what you're doing right, don't worry about it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. A lot of people stress about what they're doing. You know what? Think. I learned a lot from today as well, just speaking to you. Like, I have sister too. Sometimes. I pressure on her, even though I shouldn't. Do you get what I mean? I realize it afterward. Like, shit, I pressured on her. I don't what know what. Do may I can I ask? Like, um, is this stereotype? I would say, like, oh yeah, you shouldn't. Sh uh, you shouldn't go do this. Like, I give her freedom, go out, train, whatever. But certain time, why she's where she go in. Like tap to my mom. Do you get what I'm saying? The silly stuff. Oh, God, I get that. <laughs> the the silly stuff. Tap my mom and then she calls her. Where you? Where you at? What are you doing? Blah blah. I should give her more freedom. Like I regret. No, I wouldn't say I regret. I learn. Mm. Even though like there, there are certain stuff that we go through a daily basis, and then the, what being what we've been taught from the society, woman has to be like this. I know. This, this, this so is so bad. This is so bad. I'm learning to like break that stereotype to myself i know that i got my own stereotype mm. and stuff but i'm just trying to like adjust it a little bit yeah that's the thing it's not even my it's not even my parents it's mainly my brother but he's like a third parent no cap yeah, yeah. he's a third parent and i, I get feel... that a lot i feel your sister's pain yeah man i feel so... I'm, I'm yeah if you're watching this i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry like is is it stuff that we do without intentionally yeah, like yeah. then then you realize it you're like why yeah. did you why did you do it so yeah i would like to say that i'm sorry <laughs> being your I'll own just call it after and just say it anyways yeah i'll call that <laughs> and also i have a last question do you want to ask that question do i want to what future self what so what question? would you tell yourself oh, i don't want to ask the question uh, no no you, you got yeah it. if you're watching this right now in 10 years from now or five years from now what would you tell to your future self like from now I'll be like, oh, I think I could look in my eyes and I could see that I'm I'll be I'm doubting myself. 
like even with what I'm saying, I always like allow myself like, I have to overthink and everything. I'll say like in ten years time, like Athena, just stop caring so much about everything. Stop caring about people. Like stop caring. Listen, inspiring people is great, but stop caring about that. You do you, and if you inspire people on the way, then good. Stop stressing about everything. I can see the stress in my eyes right now, mm. and that's what I'll say in my, in, in the few in the ten ten years time. Like just chill. You're doing a good job. I I. It's, it's sometimes like when you want a loved one to say like you're doing a good job it mm-hmm. hits differently when like strangers say it or like people who are your friends like it's different when it's someone from you who you love and like obviously hopefully in 10 years time I love myself and I'll tell my younger self like good job and I love that man thank you for coming and also you have a minute to share who you are what you want to say you got a minute what's coming <laughs> what's out there that's a camera right there and uh, all you <laughs> Okay, and you can promote yourself, whatever you want to say. Um, I'll just say that just be yourself and don't care about what other people think so much. Um, obviously, that's something I'm struggling with. And hopefully, if you go on my Instagram, um, <laughs> it should be down there. I doubt you guys are going to do that, are you? Okay. We're going we're gonna to put your Instagram right, down cool. there. Add me. I'm there to support you. Any like problems you're going through, any barriers you're like going through, men, male, female, I don't care, old, young, like six year old, or okay, six year old should have Instagram, ten year old yeah. or a fifty year old, <laughs> just DM me. I'm very friendly. I don't air any DMs actually, except from them really weird like back home people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there for you, and I'm I'm just I'm just happy to help. And if you need anything, I'm what kind of help that they're... anything like if it's mental health. If if it's how to get back in the gym, if it's train, if it's like training, anything, even if it's something that I'm not familiar with, I'll be I'll be happy to give my. I need a two thousand pound investment in my business. You know? No money included. Make <laughs> <laughs> that one clear. <laughs> no money included. Um, yeah. So I just hope you guys just like just believe in yourself, and if you want to do something, just do it. That's amazing. Thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was a, it was amazing to have you here. Yeah, this today. is a really good opportunity. Yeah, man. I mean, we enjoyed. How how do you enjoy it? How did I enjoy hey, that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I said, but yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. No, it's, it's, um, yeah, I feel like obviously, and I know you prior to podcast anyway, so yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you have developed within yourself and it just is kind of coming out and it's starting to shine and it's wonderful, wonderful to see that. Mm, being so, so. No, it's, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see. It's that. nice to see. It's, it's nice to see it growth. And, and also, and I just want to say, I don't give a shit about what anyone's doing. Um, the only thing I care about is if what you're doing is adding value to you. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I want to say. Yeah, man, definitely. That's and that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you. This this was more for the viewers, anyways. But it don't matter what you're doing. Um, as long as you feel like what you're doing is adding value to you to your life, then that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, if you're watching this and if you're listening to uh, listen to this on Airtime Prime and Spotify, subscribe and follow and a peace out and follow uh, and unfollow <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> and yeah, it's been it's been good. There's a few a few episodes left before we close the first season. Do you know, do you know what? Yeah, if if someone sends me um ten pounds yeah from the viewers and stuff, I'll I'll give you like a golden subscribe button that you can press on YouTube. Yeah, we know one day we like we were meant to send out the Christmas card, but obviously you're getting it in oh. April. Yeah, so April. You know, you know April. How the subscribe button is it's red, yeah. I'm gonna give you a golden one. Yeah, this is exclusive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, no one's got that. Like no one's got that on YouTube. Yeah. So if anyone wants that. £10 for my bank account deal somewhere. Yeah, if you want to support this uh, Airtime Prime, like we'll put the donation link 
No, you can donate. You can donate here. You can donate to the podcast, and we can grow as a team. No, no, we're not taking any donations. And um, I'm taking all of them. Yes. Thank you for watching, and a peace out.